Hey there, beloved. Welcome back to season two of the Ask Kelly Show. I am your host, Kelly Nele, independent advice columnist as well as love and life coach. In today's episode, we will be breaking down the difference between a soulmate and a roommate, signs you're dealing with a roommate, and what to do if you are dealing with one. But before we get into that, I would like to invite you to follow me on my socials, on my blog, askkellynele.wordpress.com for all my previous advice on dating, relationships, and self-improvement. Follow and like my Facebook page, askkellynele. Add me on Facebook, kellynele. And if you'd like the opportunity to vote for the next topic, Follow me on Twitter at Kelly Nele or on Instagram at Kelly.nele. That said, let's dive into today's topic. When we walk into a room without conscious effort, we zero in on one person. The attraction is immediate, the chemistry undeniable. We feel like we know them from past life and because of all of this, we believe we met the one. A soulmate. Many of us are familiar with the term soulmate, and most of us believe we know what a soulmate looks like. But more often than not, what most of us believe to be a soulmate is actually what is referred to as a roommate. A roommate, as the name suggests, is someone we connect with based on our wounds. We may not know it at first, but our wounds are what attracted us to them and what essentially bound us to them. Roommates come into our lives to shed a light on our deepest wounds. Wounds that go back as far as childhood. Wounds such as fear of abandonment, rejection, inconsistent or conditional love. They trigger our wounds so the unconscious can become conscious. So we can face the issues that lay dormant and begin to heal them. We know we have encountered a roommate when, one, we experience an intense immediate attraction, two, we experience a feeling of familiarity, three, the progression of the relationship is unusually fast, four, the dynamic thrives off intensity, that is to say it consists of extremes, One minute we love each other and the next minute we hate each other. One minute they're pushing us away and the next they're pulling us close. Ultimately, the entire relationship consists of high highs and low lows. Five, the relationship is dysfunctional and consists of lots of drama. Six, there is a desperation or profound longing. And seven, We have to either hide, deny, or abandon parts of ourselves in order to be in relationship with our roommate. Now, what makes roommate connections so troubling is not that they trigger our deepest wounds, but that they usually prevent us from healing them. Unlike soulmates who also trigger our wounds, but in a less intense and painful way, roommates don't allow us the space to heal. Roommates essentially pour salt in our wounds through rejection, projection, abandoning or blaming us, 
preventing us from doing any actual healing. Soulmates, on the other hand, will be a lot more patient, compassionate, gentle, and accepting of us. They will ultimately give us the opportunity to heal. Key differences between a roommate and a soulmate connection are that one, soulmate connections develop gradually, and two, they feel more peaceful, comfortable, and easy. So what do we do if we encounter or have encountered a roommate? If you've encountered a roommate in the past, try by all means to recall the issues that surfaced. What were they? Use this opportunity to reflect on those issues and heal them. And the best way to go about this is with the help of a therapist or a coach. If you believe that you may currently be with a roommate, don't fret. Accept the relationship for what it is and try to uncover what it's trying to teach both of you. Again, I highly recommend acquiring the assistance of a therapist or coach to be able to effectively heal and transform the relationship into a more healthier one. The asked question is, can a roommate become a soulmate? And the short answer is yes. Any two people willing to do the work can make a relationship work, granted neither of them are a part of the triad. That is to say, neither of them is a narcissist, sociopath, or psychopath. Research has shown that narcissists, sociopaths, and psychopaths lack the ability to empathize and self-reflect, before making them incapable of doing the work necessary to have a healthy relationship. So if you encounter one, it would be in your best interest to discontinue the relationship as soon as possible. Ultimately, roommate connections, destructive as they may be, are an invitation to get to know yourself and to grow. Question is, will you accept the invitation? So, have you ever encountered a roommate? What do they teach you about yourself? I would love to hear what you think, so do share your thoughts with me on my socials. If you have beliefs that get in your way of manifesting the love you desire, I invite you to sign up for my mini program, Rewriting Myths of Love. All the details are available on my blog. If you need sound advice on matters of the heart or life, or if you would like one-on-one coaching, head over to my blog, click menu and programs and services for more info on how to book a session with me. If you'd like to win a free coaching call with me, follow me on whatever platform you're listening from. Take a screenshot, follow me on either Twitter or Instagram and DM me that very same screenshot. If you'd simply like to support this podcast and see it grow, then please share this episode with a friend. Hit follow on whatever platform you're listening from and tune in every Tuesday and Thursday. All right, beloved, until the next episode, ciao for now.